This segment is brought to you by Jigmasters. Step up your game with high-quality performance jigs, spinner baits, buzz baits, and more from Jigmasters.com. And always, when in doubt, get the jig out. This is the Chasing the Tide Saltwater segment on the Palin Fin Network. I'm your host, Dustin Nichols. Come along for the saltwater shenanigans. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Chasing the Tide, your saltwater segment here on the Palin Fin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dustin Nichols, and tonight we have special guests with us. We have a, a couple, you know, a fishing couple, yak couple themselves, uh, David, Tammy Morissette. What's going on, you guys? How y'all doing tonight? What's up, Dustin? What's going on, Dustin? It's going. It's going. It's going. Good mean to get y'all on the show, man. Talk a little bit about the uh, the couple connection in the in the kayaks and the little community we got going on, the, the group y'all started, and, uh, and some of that good stuff, you know, uh, in, in kayak yeah, fishing world, actually, um, you know, done a lot of influence, a lot of other couples to jump on board and, and fish together, too. So I know y'all were, you know, y'all been doing a little while. So uh, we just want to uh, introduce yourselves to the guests. Uh, y'all into let's start that over, huh? <laughs> All right. Um, introduce yourself to the listeners out there and um, tell them a little bit about yourself, how y'all got into uh fishing as at a young age or how that happened and then what led y'all into the plastic boats you want to start okay, Tammy, ladies first <laughs> so um when i was five i caught a little fish and my dad made me hold it uh in my hand so he could take it off the hook so i was turned off of fishing at the age of five i had no interest in it really at all um up until about what five six years ago yeah, five or six. Started, six, six years ago. We had a friend down in Corpus, and we'd stay at his condo, and uh, we'd fish off the jetties. I still wouldn't touch anything. David had to tie my hooks on. He'd have to take my fish off. <laughs> I finally moved up to taking stuff off with a glove, learned how to tie my own knots. <laughs> uh, to today, where I'm, they got blood and slime and crap all over me. And I don't, I love it. Yeah, I love she's it. come a million miles, man. <laughs> I mean, we did a lot of jetty fishing, soaking your soaking bait, uh, surf fishing, you know, and and it was obviously very different from where we were then as we are today. You know, it's I mean, we I don't even like bait. I don't even know how to fish with bait anymore. I've been, you know, plastic. so much more satisfaction with with catching tricking them off something that's fake. Yeah. <laughs> well, as for myself. Um, I grew up in the state of Maine, uh, of course, a lot of freshwater. I never really got into the saltwater thing because we were too far from the coast, uh, chasing ditch pickles and uh, bass and a fish called a pickerel. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Uh, any of them, call, just called a bunch of them down in Florida, chain pickerel. Yeah, yeah, pickerel. And, you know, we'd catch white perch, yellow perch by the mm -hmm. hundreds. But uh, then 20 years in the military, didn't really fish a day the entire entire time I was in the military. I guess we had other priorities, but uh, uh, got down to Texas in 2008. Started getting down to the coast, like Tammy mentioned. And my neighbor up in San Antonio was, he actually held, had a wilderness uh, kayak. 
And I was interested. I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool kayak. You sit on top of that thing? And uh, he invited me. He, he says he asked me if, you, if I wanted to go down to Aransas Pass. Never been. I was like, sure, let's go. Went and spent the weekend. I rented a sit-inside kayak down on the base, and that was which was horrible. And we fished. <laughs> you know, we camped right there, right there, and across from Lighthouse Lakes on the dunes, and uh, fished that channel mostly, soaking bait off the bottom. But when I saw him pull up a limit of mid to upper slot redfish, I didn't catch one myself. I was like, I'm all in. That looks fun, right? <laughs> yep. That looks fun. So he, he sold me his old ocean kayak, and that's when I got into the plastic boat, I don't know, five or six years ago. And uh, no rudder. Paddling. Paddling. <laughs> so I'd never go more than a few hundred yards, maybe, you know, maybe 500 yards tops. And uh, I still loved it. And I'm sitting in water, right? It's the sit-inside seat and um loved it and then when hobie came out with the compass um i went and rented one from austin canoe and kayak and took it out on one of the lakes and i'm like holy crap this is a game changer this is game changer not, yeah well you know pedaling you know the whole pedal aspect of it and then i bought tammy one and she's still in her same compass so she's probably due for an upgrade because Mine, mine's been shredded. The bottom of it was shredded from oysters. And so now I'm in a Hobie 2020 Outback. Love it. Um, yeah. And I, honestly, we we bought this RV and we keep this down here at the coast full time. And I spent about 80 to 90% of my time down here at the coast in Rockport. And uh, Tammy's back and forth. So yeah. I, I work from home. So. I'm blessed to be able to uh, work and and fish as much as possible. Fish as possible. much as you can. Yeah, I know, that's, that's the whole thing that you know the like you said, y'all were uh, fishing jetties or dri driving down and doing surf fishing here and there off some beers and stuff. But like the main reason, like I know that everybody gets in the kayak because it opens up that much more water, you know, and the ease of access and everything. I can I'm like a broken record when I talk about that, but that's it's the fact. It's a fact. It. it you can get places boats can't you can creep back in the marsh and some stuff a lot of the boats can't get into and uh it's a it's definitely an advantage um i feel it's an advantage when chasing uh some of the bigger trout um as you're not uh, making all the noise trying to crunch up on some shell or reef um you're actually drifting in stealth mode and uh you know it can actually sneak up on them pretty good um so yeah there's there's definitely plenty of advantages and and you know and then the, the, just the ease of access and transporting it and everything. And you don't have to spend all that money to maintain it like you put a boat. And, you know, I, I know quite a few people now that have jumped over from the boat side that uh, it just yeah. got into kayaks too. Uh, Nina herself um, yeah. and, uh, and Chuck, both of them, her and her husband. Or Yeah, we don't have Chuck. Uh, oh, yeah. he's not in yet. Okay. He's not, well, he's, he's, he's still in a paddle yak. So uh, I think once he gets in a, a pedal, pedal it's actually it's an old ocean paddle yak that he has. Yeah, I think I mean Nina's uh, right out of the gate. She's obsessed with it. She loves it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I do too. I mean, it's just so. Even though we launch together, half the time we launch together and we separate, and yeah. it's just the peace, serenity, whatever you want to call it. It's just like 
it's just beautiful out there. It's our right? favorite thing to do together. It gives us, you know, some quality time. And um, I think you had, you had asked about uh, if we were closer. Yeah. Because of getting to do that, as long as he's not telling me how to fish. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yep. That was like me you taking my wife. It's like, you know, she's like, it feels kind of like just like wait, set the hook, set the hook. <laughs> set the hook. What's that? Thanks, Cinco. Cinco's all the way down in this boat. <laughs> like, golly. No, but so yeah, so y'all getting in together and, and enjoying fishing and everything, that kind of led y'all to um wanted to get in a little bit about the the group, the Facebook group you guys started, uh, Couples Yak Fishing Texas. Um, and, and just from the camaraderie and what y'all enjoy together, y'all wanted everybody to sh share in on that. Is that what what was that was the, the deal behind starting that? Y'all give some info out about that if y'all don't mind. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Sure. Yeah, Couples Jack Fishing Texas. Uh, you know, after we started kayak fishing, we just met more and more people. And the kayak fishing community, to me, is it's just a great community. I mean, people. Family. It's like family. Oh yeah, we we met several couples. You know, Rudy Aranda and his wife, um, Christina, who, Christina, or right, Christina. Several other couples that were were into fishing. Johnny um, and Chris. Johnny and Chris Shipman. Several, yeah. several couples, and you know, we had a Ty and Teresa. Ty, obviously, Ty <laughs> and Teresa. thirty miles out. Shout out! Shout out! We were actually yeah, thirty miles out. I'm, not not to go off subject here, but when I got into kayak fishing, I started checking YouTube, right? And yes. of course, he's got a ton out there. And we ended up going uh, to a, not a meet and greet, but a camp out, 30 miles out camp out over Grand Isle, Louisiana. Oh, yeah. And, you know, her and I, we're, we're still. We're still using dead shrimp. We're still using <laughs> dead shrimp. And, and here's Ty, he's throwing plastics and catching reds and so is Teresa. i'm like damn it we need to figure this out <laughs> but yeah they're uh, yeah so anyway several couples and i thought you know it might be cool if we start a couple's yak fishing page you know something a little different than all the other ones that are out there encourage more women and, and to get encourage out more wives to potentially fish with their husbands and a good example of that was uh jesse godinas mm -hmm. right his wife Priscilla, I don't think she ever really got into kayak fishing, but when we started this page, he actually had Phil Spencer, I think it was Phil Spencer, guide them one day, and Priscilla got on like a 24-inch trout. <laughs> um, and she was hooked. And now she's got her own Hobie Outback and she just loves it, you know. So 
you know, anyway, more and more couples, mm -hmm. even though a lot of the folks on the page, there's a few that are single. Their, their other half <laughs> yeah. may or may not fish, and we don't care. I mean, it's just more, just another community. Yes. Um, and I didn't think we'd have more than 40, 50 people, and it's grown over, I don't know, four to it's 500. Close to, close to 500 now. Yeah, it's, it's grown. Pretty close. Growing. Well, that's the thing, the, the camaraderie and the community we have in the in, in, in kayak fishing in, in general in Texas or as a whole nationwide. Yeah. Uh, I got into that with my last guest from uh, from Yak Tribe. I had Heath on here and, you know, we, we talk about the same thing. It's just there's just so much. Uh, it's like a family, you know, everybody gets together, helps everybody out if it, if, if in need, you know. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's a that's a big plus of it. You know, and then you've, you know, like we have some friendly tournaments that we uh You've been putting on for us and <laughs> have a little yeah. fun with that. Little, little competition never hurts. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, a little backstory to that. So there's about five or six of us that fish together a lot, um, including Tammy. And, you know, I just came up with this idea. Hey, why don't we start a little a mini tournament, you know, between us, bragging rights, 20 bucks, whatever. And uh, we'll just run it on the couples page. Well, didn't really have quality rules put together because it was going to be more or less bragging rights. Sure, it's 20 bucks a head, but uh, man, that went south quick because we had <laughs> we had that first tournament about a year and a half ago now. That first tournament, all of a sudden we had all the local guys joining the page saying, hey, we want in, we want in, you know, it just gives them something else, you know, something to target, something to do. And, you know, I think the first tournament was maybe 20 plus people um in two or three tournaments later we had about 55 people in the tournament um but yeah we the first couple tournaments it was just a couple of us trying to fish it and be the tournament directors yeah and that didn't go over real well right um so so now what i do when i put the tournaments together is and we've i think we fixed probably tweak the rules one more time the whole trout mouth open thing, but um, yeah, yeah, I like what you got. You guys are doing, but but anyway, we uh, yeah, it's just it's just uh, it's been great. And so what yep. we do now is we'll have two non fishing judges, right? Yes. Last time we had Kyle Manick, and Robert Rodriguez, and uh, I do all, all the administrative on the back end. All, all they do is measure the fish. Yep. Um, and it's gotten better. We still have a couple. We still have drama, but I think every tournament has a little bit of drama. <laughs> All, of All of them do. Yeah, that was cool. The the last one, um, you know, it was like a names in a hat kind of draw, and you paired up who you get yeah. to fish. You don't. You didn't get to pick who you fish with. Uh, it was pretty cool. I wish I would have had that last week instead of being in Florida to catch some flounder. Because <laughs> that's all you guys needed to go. What, you were third. You guys yeah. took third. You would have. Yeah. And honestly, that's how Phil and Angel, you know, Angel went out that last few days and caught yep, two, got, got two, two nice flounder. Yep. yep. I knew where some was at. I just couldn't I couldn't get the right ones. I was catching some 14s and some 14 and a halves. And I know they were they were in there. I just had to get the right one to eat. And I just I only had two days before I left and it was windy and it's hard to stay in position, but yeah, it's all fun. That's that's what it's that's what it's all about. It's all about fun. I like I like I like the competition. I like challenging myself to try to catch some bigger fish, and and uh, it's always fun. 
in that heat. That's what we all. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt, but yeah, that's what we, that's what I tell guys, right? They're like, God, you got guys like Dustin and Matt Murphy and Chris Castro and all these big dogs fishing it. I go, okay, so it's twenty or fifty bucks to enter. If you want to challenge yourself, those are the guys you want to fish against, right? I mean, th- look at the quality of fish that were turned in the trout. My God. Oh yeah. I mean, Castro had a 28 inch, 28 and a half inch trout. Yep. Field had caught a bunch. I had a bunch over 20, a few over 25, some a couple 26s. Yeah. Phil, uh, Mike Escamilla had a couple good ones. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Gadonias had a, had a had a good one or two good ones that did. You know, there's some people we put up some good fish. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. a first small time tournament. It's, it's it uh, probably would have competed against many. Yes. Yeah. yeah there's some there's some good fish turned in definitely. Um, say, you know, chasing the tide, the paddle fin kind of paired up. We got our little winter kayak trout showdown going on right now. Also just kicked off on the first of this month. Um, it'll be in full swing by the time this episode airs. Uh, I know you put up a couple fish today. Yeah. Got <laughs> yep. 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 It's all. Yeah. They, uh, you know, starting to see some entries come in from that and, uh, some fish entries and everything. I think we got 24 anglers signed up as of right now. And I think the entry entry will close on uh Friday. So if they don't get if you don't get signed up by Friday, which it'll be before this air. So it's too late. If you listen to this now and you didn't sign up, you're left behind. <laughs> <I'm in. laughs> it's all good, man. So yeah, so you know, get back to the couple side of things. You know, we you know started to the Facebook page and the group and everything. There's been a lot of camaraderie and um, y'all have any plans for any kind of meetups or anything? Y'all got something going on anytime soon or? No, we had one. We had one, what, last year? Around last year on, on, on Goose before, Island? Before COVID out at Goose Island. It was a good time. We had several folks show up. Um, you know, we're, we're going to do like a little mini tournament, but it was more like the group, we all broke up into groups and fished different areas, right? Yeah. Um, just a good time. Then we got back. We cook up the fish at night. Yeah. Just great time, Sit man. Sit around and tell some stories. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I'd love to do some. it. Yeah. I'd love to do it again. I just don't, you know. I think we're getting better on the COVID front, so hopefully we can uh, maybe put something together in the spring. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But as you know, like you said, we, we kind of. I want to jump back in as far as fishing as a couple that, um, you know, has that, that brought more enjoyment as a whole into the fishing side of things. Like if, I mean, Tammy, would you, you, you would go fishing by yourself. Cause I know David does. A I lot. Have, I have. She does. Yeah, in. Okay. But it's definitely more enjoyment when you're out there with each other for sure. Yeah, it's a little, uh, you know, friendly competition. I love it when I outfish him, which hasn't <laughs> happened in a while, but <laughs> I'm usually happy when that happens. Yeah. And it's funny to watch her her personality or, or her mood, right? If we um, go out there two, three hours and all she's caught is some undersized fish, she's just not a happy camper. And, you know, I'm, <laughs> for me, as long as I'm on the water, man, catching a fish is a bonus. Yep. So she's she's not angry, but she's just like you know, just kind of like a little bummed. And then she'll hook up to like a 26, 27 inch redfish, and that made dude, my day. It's like they just gave her a happy pill. My day, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have to catch another fish the rest of the day. She's happy, but yeah, it's it's 
<laughs> yeah, I've seen a couple of the clips that you posted. <laughs> when you lose a couple of those solid redfish, you know, kind of, uh, kind of get, get to you. Uh, yeah, it's it's always a tough pill to swallow when you got a good fish and and you lose it. That's kind of the story of my life in Florida this past weekend. <laughs> That's right. You went uh, yeah, I went out and fished that KBF trail event on the Kissimmee chain. I uh, had two separate events on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, had a lot real strong front come through Thursday. Uh, found some fish. And then Friday, Friday, a lot of us fished Friday and didn't get a single bite, period. Wow. Um, Saturday started out pretty cool. I got a pretty cool story from the event. Um, we had somebody uh, roll over their kayak on Thursday in the weather, the wind. Russ Snyders, who is like – back-to-back angler of the year for uh he's like the hammer right now he's like the guy to beat um he lost seven rods and everything and then um come to find out his fish finder got stolen so he didn't have his waypoint of where he dumped over i was fishing saturday morning the tournament started and i kept seeing this little stick i thought it was sticking up and i threw to it and I, I jumped one off probably about 17 18 inches and then i threw back in there i caught two fish off of that stick well i come back around later to swing around because there was some eelgrass in there and the closer I got, I realized, man, that's a dang fishing rod sticking out of the water about two and a half foot. I thought it was a stick just a little further out from the reeds. I thought it was just like an isolated reed. Um, so I picked it up. And I was like, man, this has got to be one of Russ's rods because it's an eye rod. It was a quantum reel. I had a yeah. mega magic jerk bait giving away some secrets. <laughs> uh, and I was like, uh, Cody Milton was near me. And he was like, I was like, man, I was like, dude, I think I found one of Russ's rods. I said, man, I was throwing to it. I caught fish off of it. He's like, man, it must be that mojo, man. That dude's got mojo on his rods. So I was like, <laughs> that's awesome. So, but the funny thing is, is I fish in that area. I, I, I'll probably pull one off. It's probably five, six, probably 21, 22 inch fish. I lost like about four casts later after I left that area. Came back through again to target that eelgrass. Eelgrass, uh, it was kind of a combo of eelgrass and hydrilla outside the Kissimmee grass. So I kind of liked the where the two grasses were converging. I, I was kind of finding my fish around that. And I picked up three more fish and kind of cold one. I had a small limit, but the fish I lost would have been great. But then, I mean, five minutes later, there's another rod floated up and I found I found two of his rods. So oh, wow. it was pretty cool. It's like, man, how's the where's the karma? Why am I losing my fish with all that good, good karma of finding these rods? <laughs> so, nice. Nice. Just, yeah, we got, him back, got him back to him that evening and he was stoked to, to get his rods back and everything. So it was it was it was pretty cool. You know, it's pretty cool to. Uh, see his face light up when, when I found a few of his rods. So, yeah. So he was out there in that front. Yeah. He, he was fishing Thursday and it just, he, he leaned one way, his scale fell. He was trying to grab a scale and a wave hit him the other and it rolled him out. It, it could do it. So I'm going to tell you right now, the, the Sunday tournament was tough. Um, I had two fish early on and I didn't get a bite for about three, four hours. And uh, I went around to a canal to kind of go throw a wacky worm along some riprap and stuff to pick up, at least pick up a few keepers to try to get up, you know, move up the board with some small fish and then try to cull. And I came around, I was on the south end of the lake and the wind switched southwest and it was probably blowing 15 to 25, like gusting. And uh, the thing about that hydrilla when it's under the water, that submerged vegetation comes up within a foot or two of the surface, the waves will break on it like breakers. Wow. Like I could surf, like coming through where that canal had a little bit of current coming out, the waves were stacking up against it. I could have surfed my kayak through it. Like I could shut my motor down and it would push me in.
Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. Like the waves were breaking, literally white capping on top of that hydrilla that was submerged. It was insane. Yeah. And I lost a really good fish in some pad stems right there. So I was already pretty bummed when I had to start heading back towards the ramp. I was about a mile and a half away uh, and had to go through like three foot rollers that breaking over the grass and all that good stuff. It was pretty fun. (laughs) Is that the the Tenvitational or whatever? That was uh, the Tenvitational ran in conjunction with the two trail events. So, if you qualify for the Tempitational, you could be fishing the Trail Event 1 and Trail Event 2 while you're fishing the Tempitational. And then both days added up your uh, combined score, your aggregate score for uh, for the Tempitational. Um, you know, I think I finished 41st on Saturday out of 144. And then I was like 60-something on Sunday out of 130-something. I mean, it's just wasn't the showing I was looking for, for, for sure. But, you know, just the fact I got to see a pretty big fish chuck my spinnerbait out of her mouth. I didn't get her in the boat, but I had one probably – she's probably nine nine pounds or bigger. I had, I had a pretty big one on. Um, and then I saw her again. She was, she was, she was in the area of some beds, uh, but I couldn't get her to eat. She was big. She was a big fish. But just seeing some of that. And then the little alligators follow you around and stuff. Yeah, it's always fun. <laughs> We deal with some alligators over here too. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> some of the marsh in some of the marshes areas we we go, um, we definitely deal with some of those. So even uh, we'll some of that. So so being that we're in the marsh a lot, what you know, what is y'all's favorite species to target? Y'all, Tammy, you like redfish way better than chasing trout. Yes, as soon as you hear that drag peeling off, yeah, and they're making a run, and then the fight. Oh my God, there's nothing like it. It's my, it gets my adrenaline pumping. Get it on the yak, and I'm just yep. like, yeah, right. have, have you not want to eat a top water yet? Um, no, not really. We need to get that. We need to make the app. I need to practice, like on the hunchback, which is you know not quite More a top weight, water. It's a little, bait. Yeah, I mean, I've got plenty on that, but yeah, I need to practice my top water game for sure. It's all about the rod and getting one with that. The right tip so you can get the motion going and you don't fatigue your hand because if you got a heavier rod you're gonna you're gonna wear your hand out trying to walk that dog all day walk that bait so if you get a little little cadence going with that the way you're twitching that rod and and just popping that reel it, yeah. we'll, we'll have to make that happen we need to do that yeah we do <laughs> we need to do that when when that little area over here fires back up again on top water we have to we have to do that <laughs> So redfish, you, you think they taste better than trout or, or no? Uh, so here's a funny thing. I, I don't eat fish. <laughs> oh, wow. 
Well, well, so when I was 15, I was just like, you know what? I'm, I used to love fish, but not so much anymore. However, I took some trout that we caught to my sister and she cooked it up and seasoned it. And I had a couple of bites and it was pretty good. So I may start eating fish again. Start eating fish again. We, give, we give a lot of fish away. Because of, I, I keep a couple of fillets for myself and, you know, but. Yeah. Our freezer's stocked full of fish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't. The fresh fish cooking them tonight, you bring them home, it's kind of tough to beat, you know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of sure. tough. So, Dave, you, you like redfish also, or do you like to? You know, that's a all of them. damn good question because summertime, yeah, I'm all about chasing redfish in the back lakes and marsh, and I just love it. I love being in the marsh, not just catching the fish, but in the marsh, um, the back rivers and such. But this time of year, just because I see guys like you and Castro and uh, you guys catching these gator trout, literally over 25-inch trout, I'm all about it. I, I, I'm trying to figure it out. I, I do well, uh, but I don't compete at that level. I mean, my personal best is 27 and a half, and I think that was a fluke. Um, caught some 24s, some 23s, but... You know, I think I'm the king of the 18 to 20. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I tend yeah. to, like, I know you throw a lot of top water. I tend to stick with my confidence bait, which is a eighth ounce jig head with an AM. Yeah. Uh, I like the, for the last couple of months, I've been using the AM purple haze. Yeah. Regardless of the water color, I, I've been throwing that purple haze mm-hmm. and it's just working. Mm-hmm. And I thought, yeah. I thought it was only bass that like garlic, but apparently redfish. Uh, they, they all like trout. It. They all like it. They all like that little bit of scent. Yep. Yeah, they make they they got a good action in that bigger profile one they have too. Um, that larger model they yeah. have is definitely yeah. a plus. Um, you know, I I'm all about throwing bigger bigger baits this time of year to get those those bigger trout to to get them to eat because sometimes they don't want to waste their energy when their metabolism slowed down. They don't want to waste their energy on the chasing a bunch of small baits. They'd rather just eat, you know, a mullet that's a half to two thirds their size. Sometimes. I mean, they'll eat a 12 inch mullet all day, a 20 inch trout reel. You know, you'd be surprised at some of the stuff that, that you can tell what's in their belly. Or if you keep, you know, a couple 20, 21 inch fish, um, you'll be surprised what's, what's in their stomach. You know, it's crazy sometimes what the fish try to eat. Or if you find one swimming in the surface or or you catch one on the top water and it's got like an eight-inch mullet's tail sticking down his throat and it's trying to eat something else on top of it. You're like, oh, I, my God. I've caught a trout like that that had the yeah. fish still in its throat. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot <laughs> of that. You know, this time of year, they're, you know, especially before the fronts come in, the prefrontal, when they're eating, trying to get ready, um, they're building up uh, – that layer of fat, you know, how big they get, you know, sometimes this time of year to build up that layer to help protect them and the water temps drop and everything. And, you know, it's just, I don't know. That's what I like to do this time of year. That's why it's tough for me to go find redfish this time of year. Cause I'm always out chasing the trout. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely, especially now with your, the tournament that you're running, the paddle and fin tournament, you know, I jumped in that and, you know, to have that target of 10 trout, and I know I'm going to have to be all probably 21, 22 or bigger uh, to stand a chance. So uh, I'm definitely on, going to be on a grind starting yeah. this 
starting this weekend. I mean, yesterday I went out probably an hour and a half, two hours after work before mm -hmm. it got dark. And that's where I posted up those three fish because yeah. somebody else threw some fish. I figured I might as well start throwing them on there and just call them out, you know? Yeah. Uh, see what I can do. Yeah. And get that, you know, there's that uh, that blackjack um, prize pack too for that first 21 crowd on the first 21 on the money somebody puts up. That is, it's, I'm probably going to do, probably have two prize packs to go out. I'll probably do the first two. So it's 21 on the money, not 21 just on, 21 on the money. All so right. if, it's, if it's, I mean, if it measures 21 inches, that's, it's got to be, you know, between 20 and 20 and a quarter, you know, it can't okay. be close to 20 and a quarter. It can't be below the 20 inch line. So yeah, yeah, just right there. 21 inches. If that's what the measurement is, that's, that's what nice. Get a prize pack, get a nice little prize pack, a little something from, uh, from Grande and some, some other stuff. Yeah. I love it. I mean, having these, tournaments and they're not huge buy-ins you know just just keeps it not that fishing's ever not interesting but it keeps it interesting right so oh, yeah yeah. Oh, yeah i gotta get out there i get like you said you know if i could have just got out there and got a couple flounder you know you probably would have won that tournament you, you it's would. all good because we i mean we got a little payout anyways and it, yeah. was, it was good times we got to you know somebody that well, i wouldn't have met i i met even though we fished apart we still kind of you know, had some, some, we messaged back and forth and hyping each other up and everything. So, you know, that, that was yeah, pretty, Ruben, Ruben, right? Ruben, Ruben LaPosta. Yeah, he's down in, I think he's, he's down in, in uh, Padre. Port Isabel, South Padre area. Fishes yeah. Down there a lot. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I'm all about having fun like that. That's, that's all good time. So, you know, this, uh, this segment, I like to do something uh, called pick three, pick three. Everybody has their own little deal, like milk crate confessionals or whatever, and this guy. But I got, I got what's called pick three. So, Tammy, we'll start with you. You got three setups <laughs> to bring on the kayak with you in the morning: <laughs> casting, spinning, uh, braid, flora, whatever. Uh, and right. Three setups. So you got three, and what's the lures on them going to be? Three setups, three lures. All right. So I've got my loose smash, uh, twenty pound braid on it. Uh, I have. I'm, I haven't yet tried the bait casters. I'm still on spinner reels. Um, so on that one, I've got the uh, eighth ounce jig head with a purple haze most of the time on it. Uh, it's been working really well for us. The uh, second one's going to be my new, um, new to me, uh, Lou's Blair Wiggins. And that one currently, no, I think it took the corky off. That usually either has a corky on it or a voodoo shrimp, mm -hmm. just depending on what I'm targeting that day. Uh, and then my other smash, that's going to have um, pop and cork. Yeah. With about an 18 to 20 inch uh, mono leader on it. And that's going to have an eighth ounce jig head. And right now it has purple haze on it. I may change it up. Yeah. Those are my three go-tos. Or shrimp imitation. Yeah. And you know, mm -hmm. those, those Blair Wiggins, those, uh, those saltwater um, spinner reels, that 2500 series. I, that's what I actually fish with for my spinner reels. And it's unfortunate that Lou's has discontinued those because those are some great reels that have held up really, really well. I've had one went since it first came out, and I've had no problems with it. No. Yeah, I got this in a, a trade with uh, Ty and Teresa Sutherland. So it was yeah. one that Teresa used to use. Yeah, it's a, it's a great reel. It's a great little reel. They are. Yes. They sure are. All right, Dave, what about you? Pick three for you. Um. Yeah, definitely. We've said it again and again, but uh, definitely the uh, the AM lure and plastics. Um, 
I'll throw some other plastics too with an eighth ounce. And I was going to ask you, do you switch it up for the big trout and go quarter inch jig head, depending upon the water you're in, obviously? Uh, yeah, sometimes this time of year, I'll go a little lighter. I'll go to 16th and I'll go to a two alt hook. I'll go to a smaller hook. Yeah, I do 16th for some, for some, I'll fish that in the grass too, but I'll use a three alt or four alt. But I use a little smaller hook in the winter. For some reason, they seem to hold on to it. And it seems like to get some right in the top of the mouth really good. Because sometimes, like when they do eat, when you find the right fish around the right bait, the right area, when they do eat, they freaking just smoke it. <laughs> you find those big ones. Um, curious because sometimes if I'm in deeper water, you know, it's, you're just yeah. waiting that much longer for, you know, yeah. uh, post-cast. Yeah, I use three sixteenth or quarter ounce sometimes on those those deeper deeper areas in the in the yeah. back by using the channel swings and any yeah. of the river, like some of the rivers around here. I'll fish and creeks. Um, I'll use it. I'll definitely go deeper for sure. But my other ones, one. right now I have two rods with corkies on them. Uh, yeah, still still learning the corky game. You know, I've caught trout on the corkies. Oh my god, I've seen I've caught seven inch trout on a big old mm -hmm. corky's bigger than he is. Oh yeah. yeah, just wild. But you know the different techniques that slow, let it sink, twitch, twitch, pause. You know, twitch, 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 pause. You know, fishing with you a few times, watching you throw them. Um, you know, I'm always watching, learning. Oh yeah, I uh, never stop learning. But uh, top water, I do carry the cork, pop a cork around, but I rarely ever throw it anymore. I think there's only like one spot in the bay that will go that. The cork is, you know, just park and pull it, cork it, and you're just picking up table fare. Yeah. You know, for, for trout. Well, I've gotten some 20, 21-inch on popping cork. She, oh, yeah. She's the trolling queen, man. She'll <laughs> troll that popping cork behind her. <laughs> 21, 22-inch trout is crazy. Mm -hmm. Crazy. I, I, I tried it. It doesn't work for me. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and it's funny. We talked about it earlier before the show. It was just recently, you know, um, I think it was in Tackle Town here in Rockport, and I started looking at the baitcaster rods. I only use baitcasters. I love them. Looking at the different baitcaster rods and knowing that, you know, Waterloo is one of your sponsors. I picked up a Waterloo. Of course, I picked up the most the damn expensive Waterloo they had, and I was like, wow, it feels like the weight of a credit card. This is amazing, but I can't. I'm not going to pay that price. So I went down the line a little bit and I went with the Waterloo salinity mm -hmm. and Dustin, as long as I've been fishing, I did not realize people are going to call me an idiot, but did not realize the rods were that light. It was amazing. So all my lose rods are, you know, sorry, lose, but a lot of my lose rods are going to the left and the Waterloo is coming in. I just bought another one the other day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, I'm lucky to have fortunate to have support through Lose also. Um, no, they're good. I mean, they're the reels go, but but I've been with Lou since day one. You know, uh, Jimmy's a close friend of mine, and they they do some great work in the shop here. It's a local company. Uh, I, I just I can't steer away from that um, with the support they've given me over the years too. So, you know, I'm stoked to hear that when I have guests on here talk about them. Getting getting Waterloo's also because you know Waterloo's yeah. been a big supporter of me. They're a supporter of the podcast and everything. And I thank Jimmy for everything he's done for me too. Um, but yeah, it's just 
it's night day compared to some of the other rods out there that the, the sensitivity, the lightness, the just, you know, yeah, I don't think I, and, and there was no, no offense to lose. I mean, yeah, I love the, the lose reels, right? I've got, I still got all lose reels. I think I just had the wrong, the heavier, heavier rods from mm -hmm. lose, right? Like the orange crush. And yeah. that rod's great for a popcorn because I can launch popcorn yeah. thing a hundred miles. But yeah, it's just for finesse fishing, mm -hmm. that lighter rod, and I'm sure Lou's makes higher end rods than what I have. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely a game changer. I love it. Yeah, a lot of the loose setups like combos and stuff you'll find are, are mainly you know fresh freshwater actions. So you, you'll see a little stiffer and a little heavier, heavier action rod um, and some other combos that, that are out like that. Um, but they, I mean, they, they, they make some rods that, that, that do cross over well in the salt water also. But, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm partial to my water lease. We're going to get you a couple of them, them ultra mags here. We need to let you try them out. Uh -huh. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. So, yeah, pick three. There it is for y'all, uh, Dave and Tammy's. Lure selection, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm throw mine out there real quick. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, this time of year, it all depends on uh, the weather, water temp. You know what's what's coming together. Um, but like I talked about earlier, those bigger trout with their slow metabolism, they're gonna want a bigger profile bait, which in turn that corky fat boy works wonders. Uh, it's a larger profile, sinks slow, uh, easy. It's like an easy target, easy prey form. Like it just leisurely cruising mullet which they do seem to target more this time of year, um, the bigger bait fish and mullet ribbon fish. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to have a Corky Fat Boy tied on a Waterloo Ultra Mag on a custom loose light, 20-pound uh, uh, Power Pro, Power Pro uh, V2 Slick with some 20-pound fluoro. Um, then I'll have another um, same deal, Ultra Mag or a HP Slam Mag with, with a custom loose light, and then I'll have a – bigger swim bait tied on like a like the grande kick kickback shad um it's a 425 it's a little bigger profile and then also i'll have some um kind of crossing over from the bass side i'll have a bigger glide bait probably seven or eight inch glide bait like giant <laughs> or a giant you know seven or eight inch swim bait that, that, that from mc swimmers or stuff that, that, that crosses over from the bass side uh, something in a natural color like a baby bass or something like that houdini color or something that'll that'll cross over well into the saltwater side so yeah that time of year when i'm looking for big trout that's what i'm gonna have and then you know we have those little bit of warming trends here and there in the daytime um i will have a i'll, I'll have a top water a couple top waters available to to tie on um especially when we get those those daytime warm warm-ups and uh it'll, the fish will move up in the shallows to eat sometimes when that when that happens in this time of year it's always cool to be able to slow twitch a mm -hmm. top water and get them to crush it this time of year. Cause you know, normally when you do find a fish, uh, it's going to be a good one when they do that. And like there's days I'll go out and target trout and uh, I'm just looking for that one bite. I mean, I might not catch a fish all day. You know, some days I'm just looking for that one big bite for them, for them big girls, you know, won't come out and play and some days yeah. you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. And some days you're just happen to have it and you catch, Freaking 10 fish between 24 and 28 before you know it. <laughs> yeah. Just hit them yeah. on the head, you know. Matt Murphy asked me that question on his little Tax Talk Live show. And he's like, would you rather go out 
with a confidence bait, your purple haze, and catch a bunch of fish that are 16 to 19 inches. Mm -hmm. Or would you go out? Would you rather go out with a corky or a swim bait, bigger, big bait, and you may go hours, but catch that one 27 inch trout? I'm like, yeah. That's I, the one. I say yes, but then I'll get out there and I'll throw that damn, you know, I'll throw that uh, that paddle tail all day long. I'll yeah. throw the corky occasionally, but I've got to get to the point where I just need to commit. Um, but yeah, and you mentioned slow, and I was just gonna say, I learned a lot from guys like you and several others that, and for those watching the show, when they say, when you think you're going slow, slow it down, they're mm -hmm. right. I mean, I've gone, you know, half a day not catching a damn fish, but then when I learned let it sink a little longer. Let it, yeah. You know, just twitch, twitch, pause, twitch, yeah. twitch, pause. Just super slow, man. That makes yeah. a difference. And I was trying to show somebody that the weekend before last, and they just couldn't get on a fish. And I and they were doing. I'd tell them to slow it down even more, and you know, they just couldn't get them on a fish where I was catching, you know, tons of them. But anyway, yeah, sometimes they just want it where you just. You just let it sink and you just lift your rod tip up and reel down yeah. to the slack and you just don't even twitch it. They want it like that. And then sometimes they'll want it, you know, a, I'll do a fast like three or four twitch, 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 and you just let it sit for about two seconds and twitch, 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 let it sit for about two seconds. And then there's some days, depending on the water column, the level, you're, the water you're fishing around structure and stuff, I'll just work it like a top water the whole time. I won't even stop it. It'll just be about this far under the surface. And it'll just be doing a walk the dog under the surface. Yeah. Sometimes you make a dance like that, you actually see the fish come up and boil on it, and that's what that's cool when you, yeah. when you start doing that. Like as it warms up towards this, you know, the spring starts coming around and stuff. They'll they'll start crushing the corkies, and then they they also make the floating fat boy that has the red gills has a red gill stripe on it, and those will do the same thing. You can kind of bend the nose and tail down on it, and reach and kind of tune it a little bit. You can make it dig in the water a little more. But it'll stay about two or three inches under the water, kind of like a kind of look like a wake bait going back and forth. Yeah. It looks like, um, but man, they'll crush those things really good too. So yeah, it's there. You know, sometimes they want it super slow, sometimes they want it fast. It all depends on the the feeding period, the you know the way the tide's moving, the water moving. You know, it just there's a lot of factors that come together, and it's it's cool to be able to figure it out. Sometimes sometimes it happens, sometimes it don't. <laughs> yes, sir. It'll get you sometimes. It'll get you. It'll get in your head. So, you know, that's why I say, I, I, I mean, I still learn something on the water all the time. So always learning and always progressing. That's that's all part about becoming a better angler. Uh, T-O-W, time on the water. It pays off in droves. It sure does. It does. It does. Just like you said, I mean, I, man, I appreciate y'all, you know, uh, to hear people that, say they learn stuff from me and I, I'm, man, I'm, 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 you know, appreciative of all of that too, because, you know, I, I, I like to share with people. I like to help people learn too, you know, but like I said, you got, you got to work for it. I'm not all for spoon feed. I don't want to spoon feed people and just like, you know, like, just like you still got to work for it. You know, yeah. that's why I'm, I'm kind of pro, you know, figure it out, get on the maps and figure out all your stuff. I, I, you know, there's that Patreon stuff with the 
yeah. YouTube and all this and that. And then, you know, people blowing up spots to get followers and all that. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of not down with that. I, I'd rather, I'd rather go figure out on my own. Now, if I could watch a video and figure it out from the landmarks and stuff, Hey, more power to you. Cause I will do that too. <laughs> I mean, now the challenge, challenge for me, I think the challenge for a lot of people now is now we need to find even more spots, right? Yep, and further back. Yep. Constantly. I'm on middle of the day at work. I'm on, Google Maps, and I'm like, oh, look, uh, city so-and-so, and look at that back bay, and oh, look at all that marshy area. Mm -hmm. yep. Is there a place I can launch to get in there? Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, no, and you and you haven't spoon-fed, I mean, but you took a couple of us out last year and yeah. a year and a half ago, and, you know, anybody that I go out with, I'm watching what they're doing, especially mm -hmm. if they're fish. So, there was a day that you and I went up a river. Let's just say a river. Yeah. Narrow Creek River. And you were throwing that dang top water like a dart. And I, you know, I think I left one up in a tree. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you had to hit that shoreline, you had to hit like right at the grass, right? That's from that uh, bass fishing over the years and just. <laughs> yeah. Just like, I thought I was pretty accurate. Damn, you were, you were hitting like right at the bottom of the grass every time. But yeah, just watching that, watching the techniques of whether it's you or you know some of the other guys i fish with you know um uh, even videos you know oh yeah the, you pick up on that stuff and it's like i said you know like i said just time on the water man that's just it, it'll pay off big time you know it, it just it just comes you just start learning different things and it, it's just a you know there, there's so much info out there online though it, it is you know it is it is helpful, but just that time on the water can't be beat, you know, yeah. for sure. Right. There's a lot of techniques to learn, right? But yeah. I think even after if two two people have they understand the techniques, but this guy knows where to go, you know, yeah. also that element of you gotta be where the fish are. For right? sure. You're not just gonna blind cast into a hole, but um and we learned that. Got some pretty good spots now, and yeah. um, actually, shout out to you again when we fished that fin addicts tournament. There were about a hundred anglers. And, oh yeah, that's right. That was yeah. the first. Uh, that was our first win. Yeah, actually, it was the first. She won the ladies division. I took the the opening. Husband and wife took took and, the whole uh, shebang. That was awesome, yeah. man. I, I, that's it's right. Cool. It's pretty cool. Thank goodness that you were off at a bass tournament. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all good, man. Hey, uh, any other events planned coming up for the for the couple? Uh, right now I'm in yours. I, I actually thought about trying. I, I kind of put a feeler out there for a bass tournament or a bass tournament, and then I would judge it. I'd be the. I, I probably wouldn't fish the bass tournament because I'm not really around a lot of fresh water. Um, I don't know. Then I thought of a just an idea. Uh, I thought about taking a group of combination of guides and the more experienced anglers so like you say you matt chris denny phil, phil spencer have like five or six captains right and do the same thing draw out of a hat for the teams and pick a team like a three-person team pretty cool pretty cool so be like three or four or five people on a team um of course then the payout's a little bit different right you'd probably yeah. win you'd win like six to one or five to one or yeah, it's all good. Something different. I like mixing it up. And, you know, we've had couples tournaments. We've had, you know, yeah, a little bit of everything. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Well, that's cool. I'll be looking forward to some more of those. But, you know, like we were talking earlier, try to get out to them further recent spots. You know, um, I'm kind of backtracking a little bit here. But, you know, what's helped big time is, is it, it's those motors. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, yeah. Yeah, that helps you get a little further, a little faster. You sneak back a little further to some of them, them bays you not might not have thought about. You could get back in. Now you got a little more range and get back in there. I know there's some people out there that harp on the motors in tournaments, but hey, to each their own. You know, if it's allowed, I'm going to use it, <laughs> especially for pre fishing and stuff for scouting. Even if it's not allowed, I'm going to be pre fishing and finding my spots that I can still get to without it. But, you know, it just helps break down water that much faster. It's a big, uh, big advantage uh, in I my picked, eyes. I just picked one up for Tammy because I was getting tired of towing her with my motor. <laughs> so, oh yeah, pretty so, nice. Yeah, as, as a, um, you know, via the page, the group, um, anything uh, I want to ask y'all. Uh, you know, there's been some some good, cool stuff going on in the community. What what have y'all witnessed from the kayak community um, that makes you proud to be part of it? What, what, what went on? I know what well, the Hammer Group had a little tournament where they donated a fish and uh, yeah, who, who's that? There's somebody in Corpus that cooks up food for the homeless and that's uh, Luis Hernandez. Okay, yeah, sweet, sweet Lou. <laughs> yeah, if you want to catch him on YouTube, it's uh, Sweet Lou's Black Dot Tail Adventures. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he says. Black Tail Adventures. He's a good guy. We've donated a lot because she doesn't eat fish. We've donated quite a bit of fish. Uh, to him and and that tournament that hammer tournament was i don't know how many people were in it probably a good 50 or so um and tammy tammy volunteered me to help clean the fish oh after a day of tournament and i never cleaned so many trout in my life man but uh mm-hmm. yeah that was a good little tournament it was a good deal right there and then the fin attic um association does does some good good benefits and stuff um, you know, they got a tournament coming up at the, uh, the what is it, South Texas Winter Classic coming up? 27th. Is it? Is that Fanatic? Mm-hmm. They're part of that one. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I think so. And then Kayak Fishing Texas has their Fayette event that same day. We're doing I know. I'll actually, well, we'll talk about it later. I'm probably, I'm probably fishing that one. <laughs> what, Fayette? Yeah. I think you like it. You like those green fish. <laughs> I like to chase. I like to chase them too, but I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. They're stinky. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. They are kind of stinky sometimes. Kind of like the gar when you catch when you're red fishing. Sometimes those gar are pretty stinky too. But yeah, that uh, you know that the deals. You know, just like the, they give back to the community and everything. That's that's pretty cool that we have, you know, some stuff as a kayak community we can get involved behind and and, and help support also. So yeah, good stuff. I like what y'all done with the with the group and the events and everything. And it's, you know, cool. I want to, you know, try to get my wife out there a little more. She's been out, you know, a few times, got some bass here and there, but uh, I want to, I want to get her on salt water, you know? Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to work on that too. I have to get her to, to listen to this one. <laughs> <laughs> so any, any other, uh, you know, shout outs or anything y'all want to give y'all uh, got a stage right now to, to do so. No, we just appreciate the entire kayaking community. I mean, it's 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 incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, always had long term close friends, but I've met more friends and good people in the kayaking world than than anywhere else in my life. Yeah, some of so our closest friends now are we met them through kayak fishing. 
Yep. Yep. It's amazing. Yeah. Big, big, a great part of it is the camaraderie. It's just there. That says it all. You know, just just meeting everybody and becoming closer and everything, and enjoying time on the water together, just like y'all did. Started out as fishing couple, and it got a little group going now. So yeah, y'all y'all check that out. Check the page out. Couples Jack Fishing Texas on uh, Facebook group, and join up. And you don't have to live in Texas to join it. And you don't have to be a couple if your wife doesn't fish. Yeah, join it. Might be an opportunity if if your wife sees it. Might be an opportunity to get her fishing. Because pretty nice is there's never a kitchen pass needed. You know, and we'll launch and we're going two different directions half the time, right? So it's not like you're on top of each other the whole time. It's, it's, it's yeah. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Well, man, Dave, Tammy, I thank y'all for coming on tonight and I uh, appreciate y'all being on the show. Once again, I want to thank everybody. Thank all the listeners out there for tuning in. Um, thanks to Waterloo Rod Company and Truchador & Co. Um, apparel and hats and everything they make some good looking stuff for supporting the show and uh you know once again pal and finn podcast network i'm dustin nichols with chasing the tide signing out catch y'all next time see ya thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on paddle and finn don't forget to go check out our website at paddle the letter n and finn.com don't forget to check out the youtube channel at paddle and finn if you got a question comment want to hear from a future guest on a future episode feel free to email us at paddle the letter n and finn at gmail.com don't forget to follow us on social media at paddle and finn on facebook and instagram shout out to our show supporters angler the angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com 